You're listening to Comedy Central. Uh, roommates are trash. <laughs> but a necessary evil, right? Because sometimes you'll be naked on your couch, just covered in Dorito dust. And you need that person to come in and be like, dish your whole day? You don't have anything on the Google calendar for today? This, this your whole day? I'm not saying that I need a roommate, but uh, the other day I was trapped in a Law & Order SVU marathon. It was me, Benson, Stabler, uh, Captain Cragen was there, Ice-T was there, drinking a lemonade. Uh, <laughs> we're all just covered in dust, right? You watch enough of that show for long enough, you think you're a cop, right? You think that you're a cop. I went to the store and there was a little boy crying in the aisle and I was like, hey, I'm Detective Faustin. <laughs> Show me on this box of Lucky Charms where they touched you. And his mom was like, excuse me, hi, hey, please don't talk to my son. And I was like, overruled. She's badgering the witness. And that is how I got kicked out of Target. That was Marie Faustin with Comedy Central's partnership series with Refinery29, Taking the Stage. Comedy Central and Refinery29 are collaborating on two digital series showcasing fast-rising, all-female comedic talent with distinct voices. Comedy Central and Refinery29's Taking the Stage is a short-form stand-up showcase and is up on Comedy Central's stand-up YouTube channel and their social media channels. And their other collaborative series, Speak Up, a series featuring intimate one-on-one conversations with the comics you see on Taking the Stage is available on Refinery29. And talent starring in both series includes Chanel Ali, Marsha Belsky, Ayo Adabiri, Marie Faustin, Jenna Friedman, Kat Radley, Rachel Sinnott, and Tian Tran. Hello, everybody. I am Tom Takar, and this is Stand Up with Tom Takar, where I guide you through my favorite parts of Comedy Central Stand Up Library, decades of material that I have combed through and picked a lot of my favorite stuff to show you. Really quickly, I want to say thank you to everybody who's listened. It's been really cool that we've been on the iTunes charts. It's, it's very fun to see, and uh, I love it. I love that you guys are listening, and I love the people who are sending messages and leaving reviews. I don't like to read reviews of stuff that I do because it drives me insane, but I have accidentally come across a couple of the reviews on the iTunes page because I've been digging through the old episodes because I don't want to repeat stuff, especially stuff that's that's been on recently. And I, I've I've stumbled across a few reviews and I really appreciate them. Keep them coming. Uh, rate and review on iTunes and all that good stuff. And like I said last week, we don't have an email for this uh, for this show, but DM me directly. It's uh, Tom Takar, T-H-A-K-K-A-R with any questions. Uh, or if there's something you want to hear specifically about on the show, uh, I've, I've had a really good time talking to people who have messaged me and asked for Rex. This is the best time to do it because I got more time than ever. Uh, this is, uh, the best time for me to just dig through hours of messages and, uh, and just communicate with people good or bad. I'd prefer not to get any bad ones, but, uh, it's, it's been fun. I, I do appreciate it. And, uh, 
without further ado, we got some fun stuff for you guys today. Um, as always, I'm joined by the man, the myth, the legend, producer Coach T. How are you, man? Uh, I'm doing well, man. How are you doing? I'm I'm all right. This is uh, this is the week where it's starting to really. I don't know if I say this. Maybe I say this every week. Is this even? Are we even doing a show, or have I just been dreaming this whole last <laughs> month? It feels like uh, it's really starting to to lock in that we're stuck. And uh, I think because I had another, I was like, I was on a writing staff for part of this. It, it kind of felt normal, but the the last like couple weeks, I've I've really been losing it. And uh, I'm growing a mustache. I decided mm. I went kind of nuts and. Uh, I shaved down to a mustache the other day, and at first it was just a joke, and now I just feel like it's me. I've been wearing a uh, like a, a fisherman's hat, and uh, I'm really just leaning into to losing my mind. But uh, <laughs> that's unfortunate, man. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know, man. I feel like now is the best time for people to experiment with facial hair. You know, that's uh, a good idea. You might be onto something. Yeah, I mean, I can't cut my hair, so it's like. Uh, I you know now is the best time to just lean into whatever this is. I think it'll be a fun. I think the people cutting their hair right now are pussies, and uh, I think that <laughs> I think everybody like should grow it out. I think we should. I don't care what you look like. I think it'll be a badge of honor. The shittier you look when you come out of this, I, not like skincare wise, I guess, but just hair and like so, so that, yeah stuff like that. So that mean that you're ready for America to open up. Oh, I'm ready. I mean, here's the thing. It's complicated because, boy, would I love if America opened up. But obviously the timing is bad. And every week it's like, oh, we got to get back to work. And uh, remember when Trump said that Easter, we'd be like, he will be back in time for, time for <laughs> Easter. And it's like, no way we will. I don't know when this is going to end. I know I'm staying in L.A. even longer than I was supposed to be back in New York April 1st, and now it, I have no idea when I'm going back. This might be the rest of my life. It's just uh, recording into the ether. I have, I'm have. i starting to worry you don't even exist, Coach. I think that I dreamt you up. You're like my legend of Bagger Vance of podcasting. No, we're, we're here. We're here. We're here. We're here. Anything interesting happening in your quarantine life? I mean, I, I have some stuff. I, I spent this whole week working on uh, – it was my girlfriend's birthday, and man oh, – That's very sweet. It's tough to plan a birthday in quarantine that feels anything like one, but uh, I'll, I'll get into some of the details of what we did for it uh, after after we listen to some clips because some of them are re- related to comedy, and uh, and I, I want to get into it later. You know, but, well, as I was listening to your picks getting ready for the show – there was like, I felt like there was a marriage family kind of a theme a little bit. And I was like, is, is, is Tom going to, is, is Tom going to pop the question? Is, is that what's going on? Coach, it's so funny that you said that because <laughs> this, both of these people talk about marriage in their clips. And I, I'm going to talk about this because it's, it's public information. Kevin Meany, one of my favorite comedians of all time. And tragically, he, he passed away uh, in 2016. But he is an, he's openly gay. And oh, he, he was, well, he was married. He, he talks in this clip about getting married. Because I think this clip is from like 1999. And he I, I think he, it was a while before he came out. But he, he was married. Uh, and 
you hear in his first clip him talking about, or in the in the clip I gave you, he's talking about going on blind dates with women and how ugly the women are, and it's just very funny. Oh. It, listening to that, knowing that he's gay, it's to me one of the funniest jokes of all time. But also, he's just he's just incredible. And then Andy Woodhull talks about marriage. He's divorced now. <laughs> oh, he's divorced he's, too? He is divorced. He's a good buddy of mine and uh, went through a, a divorce last year. That um, It's funny to listen back to those clips and hear these men talking about being recently married and... Uh, Maybe it's my own dark sense of humor that I that I find that funny. I, I really think that you guys are going to love the two comics uh, that we're about to play. One, like I said, is Andy Woodhull. He has a new album out this past week. It just came out called Live from Elkhart. He's an Indiana man himself. Very funny. And the other is a comedy legend that I think a lot of people don't actually know about. Had you heard of Kevin Meany before this? I was unfamiliar with his work. A lot of people are, and it's it's funny. He was um, he had an HBO special in the '80s that really launched his career. We'll get into it after the clip, but he's one of my all-time favorites, uh, Kevin Meany and Andy Woodhull. Here they are. Enjoy. So I didn't know if I was going to be ready for all this responsibility in my life, and then something happened, and I knew if we can make it through that, we can make it through anything as a couple. And here's the secret: if there's any single moms here tonight. If you want to know if your boyfriend's ready to marry you, all you have to do is do what my wife did and have your kids give your boyfriend lice. That's, <laughs> that's how you know it's real. She called me up and she said, you might have lice. I wish you would have been calling to tell me that I had a STD. At least, at least then I could go to the doctor and get some medicine. I'm, I don't know even what to do about lice. Do, do I have to find an elementary school to get tested at? <laughs> Do I have to bust into a front office and be like, somebody get me a school nurse, stat. Have her check me for scoliosis while she's at it. It's been a while since my last checkup. Does this elementary school take Obamacare? That's what I'm working with. We got the gold package. We went all in, full subsidy. Who knows what happens to our taxes? Here's what I really had to do. I had to call my friend who's on the road with me and say, hey man, would you come over to my hotel room for a minute? And he said, what for? And I said, well, I was hoping that you would comb my hair for a while. I was hoping, <laughs> hoping you would really carefully comb my hair, maybe pick through it with a number two pencil if you have one handy. And then when you're done, I'd like for you to shampoo me. Would you mind lathering me up, friend? It says on the bottle of the light shampoo that you shouldn't apply it to yourself. It says that on the bottle. How many of you think that you have a friend that would be a good enough friend? They would come over and shampoo the parasites out of your hair. I can tell you from experience that I have zero friends that are that good of a friend. All my friends are like, hey man, couldn't I just look at your dick, let you know if it looks weird or something? So we had lice together, and now we couldn't be more in love, you know? We've been married over a year, and we've only had one real fight. Here's what it was. I was unpacking my boxes after we moved in together. And my wife saw me and she goes, what are you doing with those dishes? You bought those dishes when you were living with another woman and I don't want another woman's dishes in my home. And I understand where she's coming from. But before you decide that she's right and I'm wrong, I'd like to remind you that my wife has two daughters. <laughs> I, don't, I don't think that I'm being unreasonable, am I? I'm just trying to point out that you didn't show up for the party empty-handed yourself. That's all I'm trying to say. If you want to get into specifics, I like to point out that my dishes don't kind of look like my ex-girlfriend. Okay? 
my dishes don't go over to Max's girlfriend's house every other weekend and then come home and tell us how much they wish they lived in her cabinets. <laughs> my dad makes me laugh a lot. He's, he's one of the funniest guys I know when I was young who would mess with people that called our house with the wrong number. There was this dude who used to call all the time looking for a girl named Sarah. But instead of just saying, Sarah doesn't live here, my dad would say, I'm sorry, Sarah can't come to the phone right now. She's upstairs having intercourse with Mike. <laughs> Do you understand? That's something he just said to some poor guy that called our house on accident looking for his girlfriend. He just really politely ruined his life for a while. <laughs> Have fun crying yourself to sleep tonight. We're all gonna get pie with Mike once he finishes plowing our daughter. He loves, he loves to play jokes on people. We, we were at a bar one night and he was gonna play a joke with me. We were at a bar and our bartender was a gay man and anyone that's seen TV would have known that it was a gay man because it wasn't a secret. Like this, this dude was out of the closet, he was out of his apartment, he was out of his building, he was out of his neighborhood and he was in the street leading the parade. It was not a secret. But my dad had no idea. The bartender asked how we're doing. My dad goes, pretty good. I'm just out in the town tonight with my sex slave. And he pointed at me. <laughs> And then, and then the three of us all started having very different conversations. <laughs> My dad thinks he's being funny. He's having the time of his life. The bartender is very confused and maybe worried for my safety. I'm not sure, but he's making strong eye contact with me. And he's blinking a lot. I, I think he's trying to pass me a message, like blink once if you want the police, blink twice if you want to go to a rave later. I'm not sure. I'm not sure, but something weird's going on. We're about to finish our meal, and my dad says to the bartender, hey buddy, what time do you get off work tonight? I'd love for you to see the show. With, with no explanation that I am a comedian performing a show of stand-up comedy later that evening. All the bartender knows is there is a 65-year-old queen and his young sex slave. And we have a show we want him to see. So I say, dad, let's go. Accidentally, adding an extra layer of weirdness for the bartender. <laughs> now that he thinks I have to call this dude dad in our master-slave relationship. We got out to the parking lot and my dad is laughing because he thinks that he embarrassed me. And I explain, well, you did embarrass me, but not for the reason that you think that you embarrassed me. I'm embarrassed because we propositioned that guy for a three-way and he turned us down flat. That's why I'm embarrassed. <laughs> Thank you very much, guys. This has been the best. I guess you wouldn't be surprised if I told you I was seeing a shrink. <laughs> Not a psychiatrist, just a little shriveled up guy I tell my problems to. <laughs> He's happy that I'm married, you know, and uh, I, think, I think everybody's happy that I'm married. <laughs> no, I, because now I'm not going on the blind dates and I'm coming back with the stories about that. You know why they call them blind dates? Because when you see the girl, you want to jab something sharp into your eyeballs. <laughs> ah! <laughs> Anything could poke an eye out when I was a kid. I'd be passing pizza across the table. You're gonna take your brother's eye out with that slice. <laughs> now put your goggles on and go to bed. And stop the rolling up there. Stop the rolling in the bed. All night long in the bed. Rolling, rolling, roll. You're gonna fall out of that bed and poke your eye out. Then you're gonna sue us or we're gonna lose the house to you. 
My mother was always saying that to me when I was a kid. We're gonna lose the house. We're gonna lose the house. Anything could lose the house when I was growing up. You know, you're a teenager, 19, 20. Mom, can I borrow the car tonight? You're not taking that car out tonight. Taking the car out at night. You're gonna smash into somebody, they're gonna sue us and we're gonna lose the house. Well, those were my plans exactly tonight, Mother, yes. Thank you. You're too kind. You know? Maybe this is a different style of comedy than you've seen before, ma'am. <laughs> Do you know what the word booty man is? Have you ever heard that? Booty man or booty woman? No? How about a gamaho? You ever hear that, gamaho? Of course not. These are the words I grew up with when I was a kid. You're a booty man. Your brother's no better, he's a gamaho. These are the words that I grew up with. My grandparents, I guess, gave my parents those words and their parents had brought them over from Ireland and they were all crazy. So these are the words and I had to bring, go out to the world and say these words. I didn't know, I'd just call my friend, you're a booty man. It's like my parents from outer space or something. Don't be telling people we're from outer space. What if we were from outer space? You'd blow our cover. Now get the puss off your face. You ever hear that one, get the puss off? You're not walking around this house with the big puss on. I had no idea what my mother was talking about. I've been on my way to school, you're not going to school with that puss on your face. I'd go to school and ask my teacher, Sister Damien, do I have a big puss on my face? Get to the principal's office. <laughs> but my mother said I had a puss on my face. Where's the puss? I wanna know where it is. Talking about the puss. You have to repeat everything you here at school. You're like a booty man. I'll tell you one thing, mister. You are not going to summer camp this year. No way, Jose. Then she'd call me Jose. No way, Jose. Then my brothers would say, you're adopted. <laughs> you're a Mexican and she called you Jose. <laughs> I'm not adopted and I'm not Mexican. Yes, you are, you're Jose, you're not from our family. <laughs> I was always in trouble in school. When I went to grammar school, we had the A-bomb drills, the atomic bomb drills. We had to practice what to do in case the communists dropped the bomb on us. Like that would be the first place they'd bomb. A Catholic grade school. Our Lady of Mount Carmel, Ground Zero. I got sent home from school once because I didn't put my head between my legs. Because if you had your head between your legs, ladies and gentlemen, you'd be safe from radiation! There were certain vapors you could breathe. Sister Mary Hulk Hogan would drag me by my ear to the principal's office, send me home with a note. My mother would say, look at this note, look at it. Take a good, good look at it says here you didn't put your head between your legs during the atomic bomb drills. What is wrong with you? Jesus, Mary, and Joseph, and the shepherds, that's not right. What if President Kennedy finds out about this? He'll think the school has been infiltrated by communists. Then the Monsignor will be blacklisted and the Pope will excommunicate us. You get down to that fallout shelter right now and show that note to your father. 
He's putting canned foods away in sundries in case the communists decide to bomb the house. Your brothers are upstairs now with their heads between their legs. Your sister is constantly putting her head between her legs. My Aunt Rose would say, can't believe it, that Kathy's always got her head between her legs. She could join the circus with an act like that. She got her head between her legs and a big old puss on her face. So that was Kevin Meany and Andy Woodhull, as you just heard. Kevin Meany, if you haven't heard him, oh my God, are you in for a treat. If you, if you liked that clip, I have so much for you to watch and listen to. He's like, it's kind of like Norm MacDonald, where if you like him, you can just go down a YouTube wormhole because he has so much funny stuff. I was introduced to Kevin, to Kevin Meany's stand-up through the Todd Glass show. Uh, I heard a clip of his, and I couldn't believe I had never seen him before, and it's... This was one of those half hours that watching it, I, it's it's really hard to make a stand-up comic just die laughing. It's it's not easy to do. Kevin Meany does it. His his impression of his mom is so funny to me. It's it's you can hear her so clearly. And if 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 you had any kind of a family like this, you it really resonates. But even if you didn't, like he says some things that are super relatable to me. I, I don't remember if it's in this clip or uh, maybe it's... I watched this half hour of his probably four times this week because it just made me laugh so hard. I woke up my girlfriend laughing because him jumping into that impression, is just it just kills me. And I the first thing I saw from him was he was on Carson and he's doing... he's. He does these jokes that purposefully don't do well so that he can sing this song that's like, I don't care, I don't care, my jokes don't go over, I don't care. <laughs> and it, it's so funny to see someone with so much confidence tell such silly jokes. And his impre- like I said, his impression of his mom is just so good. And it's it reminds me a lot of Jim Gaffigan because... He has this voice that he can that he falls back to. Not it's not like he's falling back on it. It's a funny it's a great part of his act. But he just interjects to his own material with this voice and he opens the special and I was immediately laughing cuz he comes out and he goes, "Oh, clapping like that. You guys are crazy." And it's just it's, <laughs> Yeah. You it's you this, like the goofy stuff, huh? I here's here's the thing. Um, I really love very goofy, silly material, and I really love very dark, gritty material. It's this weird dichotomy of stuff that I'm into. But I, I think I have a pretty eclectic taste that I'm into. And I, I really like just straight up observational. I like really absurd. I like really silly, and I like just. I like gross. I, I, there's almost no style of comedy that I can think of that I don't like, which is why I think that the uh, the show is works so well for me because I I love it all. So there's no I, I don't think that I'm gonna discern or um, discriminate against any type of comedy during the show, and I hope that uh, that appeals to other people because. I think there's so much you can gather from a lot of different styles, but goofy and silly can really rub me in a way that uh, I keep coming back for more. And I think that a lot of my favorite comics do fall under that category. Like I, I'm a huge fan of John Doerr and Rory Scovel. And I feel like they're very much in this like silly category where they're, I, I really like strong performers of comedians and Kevin Meany. I, I can't think of a better 
Yeah, he looks like he he, I mean, he was in. on Broadway. What's that? It looks like he puts the effort in. He is. He's very theatrical too. It's that th- there's a limit to that for me when I watch someone, but I he's just brilliant with it. And I, I have a bunch of wrecks if you like this uh, for later. But also, he he I understand partially uh, why Todd Glass loves him. It's because they're both very silly, but. He would play clips of Kevin Meany on the show, or maybe he just described the bits, and they they come to life so well that it it really kills me, and and I'm just a huge fan. And Andy Woodhull also uh, puts me such a good mood. He's a he's a dear friend of mine, who he like I said he had he has an album coming out, or he has an album that just came out called Live from Elkhart. Uh, it just came out last week, and you can do him a big favor by buying that bad boy or just listening to it on Spotify, checking him out on Pandora, whatever you can do. It's, it, it's all helpful. He's, he's super funny, great person. And man, I've, uh, I feel like I've just been, I've been in such Kevin Meany mode this week. I don't know. I, <laughs> how do you feel about silly comedy? I feel like that's not because because you, you do DJ for roast battle and stuff like that. That's yeah. like the opposite of, of this. Well, well, I, I do a very poor job of talking about myself, but I'm, I'm also currently on um, this show on E! called The Funny Dance Show. I yes. think there's like a couple episodes left uh, this season. Um, and that is the funniest, most goofy, silliest thing that you could like ever imagine. It's just people making fun of like dance. Uh, I I can't help what the body likes. So as long as I smile, I think, you know, life is good. Um, I like a cerebral thing, but sometimes somebody does something goofy and you just like, you can't help it. It's almost like they tickle you. Yes. Yeah. I, I think that being tickled is the best way to, to explain it. And I've always loved that. One of my buddies, when I very first started comedy, explained laughter like that. He goes, there's some comics where you, they make you, you assess what they say and then you laugh. And then there's some comedy where you just laugh like it's a punch yeah, in yeah, your gut. You can't there's help it. Gut punching laughter, and that's my favorite type. Which it's not for everybody. It, it really isn't. I'm sure some people probably just heard that Kevin Meany clip and said, "What the fuck is this?" And <laughs> that's just comedy. That's that's what it is. It's different tastes for everybody. But I really think if if you give him enough time, I think that he really grows on you. And it's that thing where once you get it, I think you really get it. Not to say that if you don't like it, you don't quote unquote get it, but there is something to it's, it's, I feel bad for people who don't enjoy that because it's so silly to me and so fun. And I I had a similar thing this week. So I was saying earlier, it was my girlfriend's birthday this week. And we were talking about what we she wanted to do, and one of the things I don't remember how this came up, but she decided she wanted to watch Hitch. Have you seen oh, Hitch, <laughs> Tom? I think you're getting married. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. How to break this to you. <laughs> I don't know if you've seen this movie, but uh, it's, it's, it's incredible. <laughs> it, it actually is pretty good. I saw it is so. I have a weird relationship with this movie because. As a kid, I was I had I was a very awkward kid as I think a lot of comedians are. I was I was very shy, especially with dating and stuff like that. Like I I didn't start dating until basically college. Like I I, I wasn't uh, I I was very unevolved when it came to the dating world, and I was pretty secluded uh, where I lived. Where it, it just didn't. It was very difficult for me to like meet somebody or something because I was, you know, in high school or whatever when this movie came out. But I remember 
when the movie came out, I saw the trailer and I loved Will Smith already, but I was like, hell yeah, finally a movie where I'm going to learn how to talk to girls and I'm going to learn a lot. I'm going to be. You were looking for some support. I went to this movie with a notepad. Like I thought I was going to learn all this shit. <laughs> I thought I was going to learn all kinds of stuff and I was going to show up to school. I went on a, on a Saturday. I thought I was going to show up to school on Monday wearing like a cool outfit and pick up all these girls. Oh, wow. And then at the, I don't know if you remember the end of the movie, but it turns out Hitch doesn't know shit and none of the stuff he's doing is what makes the women like these guys. And it's just them being them. And I, everybody else left the movie like, oh, that's sweet. And, or like funny or whatever. I left the movie in a huff, just like, what the? You felt let down. Yeah, I felt let down because I thought I was going to learn all kinds of stuff. I didn't learn anything. He didn't know anything. I just was like, I guess that was a heartwarming enough movie. But now I have to be like Kevin James is to to get the girl. I don't know. It did nothing for me. But I was so mad. Uh, But upon rewatch, what we came away with was uh, remembering how funny Kevin James is. And just as a very silly person so what we also did that night is we watched kevin james special which i've seen a million times already we're probably going to play some some clips from it uh upcoming because i i already remembered all of this but i i was just it was very pleasant to be reminded of how funny this is and a lot of stuff you watch in high school doesn't hold up for you you know i'm in my 30s now this special is so funny and kevin james is what we're talking about he's so silly and I'm not going to talk too much about him because, I, I like I said, I want to play some clips from him in the future. But he's he's gut-punching funny where you watch, and even if you don't agree with the premise or something, you just can't help but laugh because he is so vulnerable with his act-outs. It's it's really funny stuff. But yeah, He puts uh, his whole body into it, I would say. Exactly, which is, that's what I feel. Kevin Meany, when he's on stage, he's using up every bit of energy he has, every moment of audio is filled with space because he's either doing his bit or doing a family member commenting on his act. And that's what I was saying with Gaffigan where Gaffigan does that too, that in a different way that I love where he can slip in. If, if a joke goes a certain way, he can get an extra laugh by commenting on how the audience is reacting to it. And I, I just think that that's such a funny way to use this, the space because it, it is true that you only have the the visual and uh, the audio in comedy, and I I love somebody who's using the stage and using the audio space. It's 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 really really funny to watch to watch Kevin Meany, and I, like I said, I just had a great time with I had a great time with him this week. Okay, now I know the audience wants to know. So you watched Hitch for your your girlfriend's birthday and anything else? Yeah. So we also this is what I I. I'm glad you brought this up because I did want to talk about this. Uh, right now is a tough time to have a birthday. I, you don't have a birthday coming up during uh, during quarantine, do you? No, Tom. But I've had I've had my wife's. Uh, we just had an anniversary. Oh my god! What did you do? That's the thing. I'm like I had. To, I I literally came home and I told her. I said, look, dude, you're here all the fucking time. <laughs> I can't right. sneak. I can't do anything. You're fucking here. You know when I leave work. So I said, I just love you. And I was trying to go get her some flowers, but I had a deadline and I missed it. So while she was sleeping, I just wrote her how I felt about our five years together as marriage. And she said it, it, she said it went over pretty well. 
But I had to break it to her. <laughs> I said, look, I can't do anything. I'm like, look. you're here. What am I supposed to sneak shit in? Like, this is tough. I know you blamed me. I know you did. You go, look, Tom Takar said I have a deadline. <laughs> he's, he's riding my ass. He said, I, he said you, go, you go, I begged him. I said, it's my fight. And he said, I don't care. We got a show to put out, coach. No, we were supposed to go to Disney World this year. And so it was oh, like, oh, that's man. a wrap. Like, what are we supposed to do? So I, I, I had an opportunity to communicate to her, and she woke up, and she discovered it. It was actually pretty magical. I'm not putting enough on it. So it was actually better than anything I could have bought. No, that is good. That is really good. Here's the problem with gifts like that. <laughs> you really fucked yourself for the next one. <laughs> There's only so many times you can pull that card. Yeah, I'm struggling. But it is good. It is good. No, I was struggling all week. And I was like not able to sleep for half the week because what do you do? You know, what do you do for somebody? And, and my girlfriend somebody who cares a lot about a birthday and when we're in New York, we you know we have a lot of friends. We get it's a big get together. We had a whole plan. We have a, we live on the roof of our building, and uh, we we have like a whole thing where we were gonna have a, a like a dance party on the roof. It was gonna be crazy. And now we're in the opposite situation where it's it's us, it's her family, which is nice. We're lucky that uh, we we have her family here. So her family did some really cool shit where, and I, I got to recommend this to people because it was such a cool move. And, and we talked about it earlier this week and I was like, shit, that is so good. They hired a mariachi band to play at the front of the driveway. So it was still social distancing, but it, it was so fun. And she, but, but by the way, the band is amazing. My wife does uh she does weddings. She's a day of coordinator and everything like that. And so anytime the, I can't ever say it right. The Marachi band, when every time they show up, I'm like, these guys are underrated. Every time they perform, they bring it. Hold on. I just want to clarify something. You can't say mariachi? Mariachi? Am I saying it right? Yeah, that's it. Mariachi. Yeah, I, mari- I, I could be wrong on that one. <laughs> 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 uh, <laughs> I just don't want to offend someone who knows how to roll their R's and yeah, shit. You yeah, know how yeah. the internet is. I get it. I get it. We got to be careful here. <laughs> that would be <laughs> man. Imagine getting canceled because you said mariachi wrong. <laughs> yeah, I don't. I don't want to say it wrong. All right, so you got a um, you got another clip here. That's right, I do. So, like I said, uh, my my writing job uh, unfortunately had to end, uh, not uh, half due to Corona, but also because of. Uh, just timing. Uh, it was, it was the time was up where our, our, our contract was up and, uh, it was, I got to meet a lot of really cool people doing this job and I met some really funny people. And one of the funniest people I've ever met in my life is a comedian named Rachel Mack. And I, I was just, she's so funny. And she also just had a baby during what? all this stuff. It's really crazy. I didn't know that. She just, yeah. Oh yeah. Do you know Rachel? Oh yeah. I've been watching Rachel I don't want to say get started, but I mean, she's, I've been watching her for about five years. She used Hell to, yeah. She's a roast battler and she's a vicious one. Yes. So she's, she's sharp. She's so sharp and so funny. So she was on the show Lights Out with David Spade, which was on Comedy Central. And uh, this is a clip that's on YouTube. That's on Comedy Central stand up YouTube. You can find clips like this all over it. And this is, this whole set is so funny. I had to limit it uh, because of time restrictions. So I, this is just a bit about her. She lost her job as a middle school English teacher because of a joke. And 
this is the joke. She tells it in the story of her losing the job, but she she lost her fucking job because of a joke because of these snooty ass rich uh, parents got mad about it. And look, she told me about this joke a while back and was like, I can't believe I lost my job over this. And then I watched the joke and I was like, I kind of get it. But <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't. It's fucked up that she would lose her job. But it, yeah. this joke is so funny to me. And I think you're going to be an instant fan. This is this video has like almost two million views on YouTube. Listen, so why don't you join the party? You know, listen, Rachel is a is a beast. Uh, a fun fact. I used to be a teacher as well. Um, I quit voluntarily, but Rachel used to come. Way to in. rub it in her face. <laughs> <laughs> I quit on my own terms. I'm yeah. like Rachel, who got fired. Well, Ra- Rachel's one of the people where it's like, hey, if she gets like the right role with the right look, it's like she's out of here. She's gonna have a house on the hill. She's so funny. Yep. She has such natural talent. And she's I'm that really funny. Like, yeah, exactly. She's, She's she's a crazy person who I find to be hilarious, and uh, I, I'm really excited for you guys to to learn about her if you haven't already and to hear this bit, or if you have heard it, to be refreshed by it because it's it's so funny. And also, I want to warn people, I think this is probably the dirtiest joke I've played on the show so far, and uh, it's <laughs> but it's really funny, and uh, <laughs> I think I think you're gonna love it. This is Rachel Mack. Uh, we also had drama in seventh grade. One day I had this beautiful lesson prepared on topic sentences. Fun. But right before class started, I got an email from Rebecca's mom. And it was like, hey, Ms. M, uh, just FYI, Rebecca had her bat mitzvah this weekend. And all of your students attended. And all of your male students went into the bathroom together, jacked themselves off, and then <laughs> everywhere. <laughs> Well, number one, that is insane. Uh, number two, what am I supposed to do about it? I'm the English teacher. I wasn't even invited to this bat mitzvah, and I look Jewish as f- so. Thank you. So it hurt, but I'm a professional, so I will handle it. So I was like, okay, kids, no topic sentences today. I put all the girls in the hallway. And I sat all the boys down. And Trevor, he was like, uh, Ms. M, you look disappointed. And I was like, well, yeah, Trevor, I am disappointed. <laughs> and he's like, well, you shouldn't be, because it was just a game, and my juice went the furthest. <laughs> and I was like, I was like, Trevor, it is farthest. Have I taught you nothing? They're so dumb. Um, I hope you guys like that joke because uh, it is the joke that got me fired last year. All right, that was Rachel Mack. I hope you liked that clip. Check out the whole set on Comedy Central's stand-up YouTube channel, and you can see a lot more clips like that on there. 
And now, if you liked the comics you heard today, I have some recommendations. Just like Netflix has their algorithm, if you like this, you'll like this. This is the Tom Takargarhythm, and if you liked Andy Woodhull, you'll also love Tommy Jonigan and Mike Cronin, who tours with Tom Segura. He's super funny, one of my favorite people, uh, and he's got a couple albums you can check out. And if you like Kevin Meany, check out Todd Glass, Andy Kindler, and Caitlin Palufo, who has a Colbert set you can check out. This has been so fun, Coach. I hope you guys had a good time listening to it. Like, rate, review, subscribe, share it with a friend. I hope you guys are liking the show. Uh, we'll see you next week. DM me for questions, and if you want more Takargarhythm, personalized Takargarhythm stuff for yourself, hit me up. I'm, I'm, I've got the time. And give it a little review. We, we really appreciate the new reviews coming in. All right, we'll see you next week. Bye. This has been a Comedy Central podcast.